What's up, cartel? Davey Wavy. Once again, the Wolfman with the big beard, you know, coming at you again. Thank you guys so much for listening all the time. I love you guys. I really appreciate you listening. <clears throat> but I would really appreciate you more if you could just hit that star on Spotify and give me a review, like a five-star review or whatever, whatever it is. Just be honest. One star, three stars, two stars, four stars, five stars, whatever. Apple Podcasts, same thing. Hit that fucking subscribe button. Uh, give me a review, you know. I only got like 20 on each, so. And there's 200 listeners. There's like average 200 100 listeners. And I got 20 reviews on each. So if you want to support the show and you like it, you know, and you keep listening, just get it out there, guys. Hit that star review. You don't even have to, like, drop a review, like, with text or anything. Just hit a star. Just hit a star. That's all it takes. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, but anyway, uh, without further ado, I have my good friend Brad Mesmo. He has a last name. It's not Mesmo. But I'm saying Mesmo anyway because... Out of respect for him and his family. Whatever. You know. <clears throat> we talk a lot about uh, horror movies. And all that spooktacular stuff for October. You know. Um, Hellraiser. Uh, David Cronenberg films. Uh, body horror kind of stuff. Like very visceral. Uh, kind of horror content. But then we also got into kind of like political stuff. And red pill material and shit. So, you know, I, I got to keep it real, right? So, and that's what it is. That's what it comes down to, uh, is real. And that's what you always get on this show. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. And, uh, you know, you guys know what you got to do. Sit back, relax. Smoke that fatty. Smoke that dube. Smoke that bong. Whatever you got to do. Uh, have a couple beers, you know, but just relax and enjoy the show first and foremost. And I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. And, uh, I thank you for, uh, coming on my journey. You know, I had, I had that in my, uh, trailer, like I'm an open minded guy, you know, and let's do it. And I'm glad you're on board. Thank you so much again. And happy Thanksgiving to all my, to all my, uh, 17% out of the whole world that listens to this show. Uh, but uh, happy Thanksgiving to my Canadian listeners. And uh, God bless you all, and thank you so much. Welcome back, Cartel. Today I have... I'm, I'm going to the Wayback Machine here and uh, scooping up a, a good buddy of mine who, you know, we used to work together, like, 20 years ago. Uh, he is also the composer of my intro and outro song. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brad Mesmo of the final phone booth. Hey, how's it how going? are you? How are you, man? I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing? Fucking great, man. It's, it's great to actually connect, you know, without just texting. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, so you're like, I'm you're like 100 episodes deep into this thing, man. I'm super just proud about, of you. yeah, I'm, I'm there, man. It's, it's, I'm just trying to be consistent, you know, and no, it's pretty, pretty cool guests, and uh, I'm having a fucking blast, man. So that's what it's all about, you know, indeed. I've had a lot of different uh, perspectives and experiences through doing this, you know, like learning a lot about different things about spirituality, religion, uh, conspiracies, everything like paranormal. I like, I love all that shit. It's always fascinated me. Right. So uh, let's get into it. Yeah, man. And speaking of that, all right, you watched the new Hellraiser movie. Hell yeah. How long ago did you watch it? Um, okay, today's what is it? Sunday. I watched it Friday night because like it dropped on Friday. Okay, okay. So yeah, and I watched it today, mm-hmm. and holy fucking shit, what a movie! I was because I love the first, you know, like the first three, and then and then Ford and Bloodline, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was where I left off. But uh, yeah, holy shit, dude! And I, I I love talking about this right now during the month of October because it's setting mm-hmm. up for Halloween. So, and a lot of podcasters are doing like you know, like the spectacular month, right? Oh, for sure. So why not talk about this awesome horror movie right now? What did you think of it overall? What would you give it out of a 10 uh, to, to start? All right, so like the, the new one, right? Yeah. Okay, so the new one is, I guess, a remake of uh, like the same idea of the original, of just like, you know, based on the Hellbound Heart uh, by Clive barker but i would say the new one i don't know six and a half or seven it really loses points for um for having kind of a poor script but it wins so many like you know points i'll give it it looked fantastic the unbelievable the set design uh like how they did the effects um the like the cenobite design and just like that mansion with like all the cool iron, like I don't know if we want to get into spoilers or anything. Uh, in oh, the- don't don't worry about that. I'll put spoiler alert uh, at the beginning. Okay, so we can discuss like you know the, like intricacies of the movie then. Um, but like I loved the mansion. I thought it was really really cool. I liked um, the you know how like when the doorways to hell would kind of like just like open up in the ground or on the walls and stuff. Any any possible. It's just like you see it like transforming it's like it was like it, it reminded me of dr strange a little bit you know how yeah, like yeah, you see yeah. like uh yeah. otherworldly uh sort of like i don't know almost. yeah like a tesseract kind of thing um where it's sort of like you know moving in multiple directions at the same time but like i uh, i really like the the puzzle box design in this one mm-hmm and like all, how they had uh, sort of rules for each configuration and, uh, you know, different prizes, I guess, or gifts for each, uh, each one of the configurations that needs to be fed. So, and like that kind of stuff was mentioned here and there in the series, but like if Bloodline was the last one that you saw, that was the last one that made it to theaters. And that was like in the fucking nineties. So like this, right. one, like, this is the 11th movie. Bloodlines yeah. was the fourth one, so you've missed like six other movies. Right. I've seen most of them, but I, there was one a couple of years ago that I, it was another remake kind of thing where they recast Pinhead, and I don't know if, I don't think I saw that one. There oh, so one, it wasn't Doug Bradley before this one? I thought it was always Doug Bradley. No, I don't think uh, the last two before this current one, 
uh, Doug Bradley was recast. Oh shit! I didn't so know he, that. He only did uh, four, I think, of the straight-to-video ones, and then there was like around 2010, there was one about uh, like it was like these two kids, and they recast uh, uh, Pinhead in that one, and I forget what the hell the guy's name who played him. Uh, hold on, I'm looking it up like a, like like I'm cheap. So sure, somebody named. Stephen Smith Collins played Pinhead. Okay. But, uh, Fred Tatasciore, um, uh played his voice, and he's like a pretty popular uh, voice actor. He does, uh, like, I don't know, the Hulk in cartoon shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he's, I don't know. He's like, if you look up Fred Tatasciore, you'll know something he's been in. Um, but it was about like these two kids in fucking Mexico or something. And they find the puzzle box, and it was a very, very low budget kind of thing. It felt a lot like the uh, uh, the nineteen nineties uh, Fantastic Four film, where it was like oh, a movie purely that... made to retain the rights. <laughs> that was that was made by uh, Roger Corman. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I was gonna say Albert Pian, but no, it was Roger Corman. Yeah. Mm. And Bloodlines was an Alan Smithy film. God damn. No, man, but it was Kevin Yeager. That directed it? Yeah, but he's, oh. uh, like, Kevin Yeager's not a direct. Like, he did, uh, like, you know, the Chucky doll. He did the Crypt mm-hmm. Keeper. Um, there's a lot of stuff he's done, like, you know, the practical effects for in, like, 80s and 90s horror. Um, but uh, a director, I guess he didn't do such a hot job of it. Right. So my question to you that I really wanted to ask you after watching this movie, okay. do you think all the Cenobites, is it Cenobites or Cenobites? Cenobites. Cenobites, yeah. Do you think they were all uh, people who... Absolutely. <laughs> who got all of the fucking puzzles? Maybe. And got all... Or like, you know, they got their prizes. Yeah, at the end, Roland got the last one, and he became a Cenobite, right? Well, I think he might have... I think what happened to him was what happened to the Doctor in uh, the second one. Okay. Where he got a little more than he bargained for. And I think he's like kind of a new high priest, almost. Like, he probably will occupy a position higher than than Pinhead in the hierarchy, because it was like the doctor in the second one, like got that weird, like razor blade worm thing in his head and was like running around, taking over everything. Cause he got the power right. of uh, the Leviathan configuration, which got a nod in this one too, as like the power configuration. Right. So right. I figured, like, you know, that, that was what happened to that guy in the second one is what happened to uh, Roland in this one. And that, Oh man, I remember uh, like, cause I watched it with my wife and she like almost barfed when that whole regeneration thing happened and like they, they took that creepy key thing out of them and it yeah. just like all regenerates and like she's just like oh my god it's so gross and I'm just sitting there like cool this is oh fucking my, awesome yeah, like this is the coolest thing I've ever seen <clears throat> and like that like that was a definite great payoff because a lot of the script of the movie I didn't uh like th- there was just uh, some shitty writing of the characters and like people just did things because the script said so. So you just kind of have to go along for the ride because they got to get to where things are for the third act to happen. Yeah. 
but like the beginning of the movie they're like uh it's uh what, what's her name riley and uh what was the guy's name trevor or something like that yeah they're like boning down in her apartment and like all of her roommates make a big deal about how they could hear and stuff but then 10 minutes down the road in the movie he's got this sweet ass apartment with fucking pinball machines and stuff i know right and it's just like dude if you could have been there why would he just lives by himself this doesn't make any sense I know but they had to have, but they, like, had they had to, to set up the roommates up. and have them be like, you know, oh, you're a piece of shit. No, you're irresponsible. Nobody right. likes you, Riley. We don't take you seriously. You're a yeah. fuck up. And, uh, and they met at a twelve-step step meeting. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Sure. You fuck somebody from a twelve-step meeting, right? Lots of people, you'd be surprised, or you would. Uh, <laughs> you probably wouldn't be surprised. Addicts and stuff. But. Well, yeah. I mean, they would probably hook up, right? So. Codependency, trauma bonds, yeah, wonderful stuff. A living nightmare of a human. <laughs> That's what you told me. I said, "Yeah, no, you're like Riley." Yeah, if you're into that, like you know, I'm a, I'm a just like a nightmare of a human being vibe. <laughs> That's cool. No, I, yeah, I looked her whatever, up on I've IMDb. Dated, I've dated that chick. I looked up. I looked her up on IMDb. She's a very uh, beautiful woman, though. Oh yeah, no, and like even the like the acting in in this one was pretty good for a horror movie i would say um absolutely yeah it's i don't know all of my issues with this one are purely uh things that i'm like you know the script could have used another pass or two or three just to yeah i don't look too much into i don't look too much into semantics when i'm when i'm watching a movie especially Especially a horror horror movie movie. yeah like i just turn fucking brain off and i i just go you know yeah and like and i, I really that. enjoyed it but when it's a remake you know you kind of have to be paying old. extra attention for nods and yeah um, it's a very beloved franchise too so i don't know man it's been straight to video since the 90s so. yeah but the fans are fucking rabid that's true and well the thing with uh, horror is, um, like, I have a lot of theories about uh, horror as a genre, and I think that uh, the horror genre ha- has, like, some pretty interesting and demonstrable uh, skews that you can point at. Like, horror skews neurodivergent like crazy, and horror skews gay like crazy. Right. Like, there is a lot of... Um, and especially in hell because like clive barker right super gay he's um, super gay yeah well i don't know about super gay but like you know he, he's gay he's and gay. like it does <laughs> it comes across in like you know just like you know you think about this design of the cenobites and like gay culture in the 90s or the 80s and the 90s um, like uh bdsm kind of thing yeah like you know the leather and you know bdsm pain yeah playing with all that stuff um like have, have you seen uh, well, I would say it's probably it's like you know, kind of like an iconic uh, queer um, uh, horror movie. But like Nightmare on Elm Street Two is kind of like held up by the like the the like LGBTQ crowd as like kind of it's like the gay horror movie. Really, I didn't know that. Oh, and dude. to me, dude, Nightmare on Elm Street Two was the scariest one for me, actually. There's some great effects, like the eyeball on the back of the throat, the fucking oh. face coming out the guy's chest and stuff. But well, I saw that when I was go back and dude, think about the kid haunted. dancing around in his bedroom by himself. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucking gay. Yeah. 
yeah but it's a wonderful like it and like you know the, there's the gym teacher catches him at a club in his like bdsm gear and like takes <gasps> him to the school to run laps and stuff like what the hell i'd have to rewatch that i don't yeah. remember it yeah no but it's a, it's a very strange movie with a lot of strange situations but the, the main character got possessed by Freddy, did he not? In part two, I, that was that was the idea. Is he wanted? Yeah. To, like you know, you've got the body and I've got the brains, right? Right. And like, oh, I remember they used that line in uh, that the Will Smith song. What is it? Or like the Fresh Prince song, Nightmare on My Street. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Samples from the second one, but it's and like the party with the tiki torches, and like, it was a really, really cool. Like, there's a lot to love about the second one, and that's another weird series I could probably go on and on about. But back to Hellraiser. Um, I can't even remember what we were talking about with Hellraiser. Okay, oh, well, yeah, Clive Barker and um, like you know Don Mancini, who's behind the uh, the Chucky series, and actually mm -hmm. like and if you if you look at Chucky's like. The, the new the show that's on right now oh i saw i saw a trailer for it but i haven't seen it yet yeah but i'm pretty sure that like you know this is like he, he's uh, living out his childhood and stuff and like there's a lot like the uh, like the main character uh is is gay in that one because don mancini also horror icon also of the gay, gay community yeah okay wow i didn't joel know that Schum either joel schumacher super gay oh yeah inventor super of the gay. nipples but also you know lost boy <laughs> Or like Lost Boys, number twenty-three, a bunch of cool horror stuff. For sure, dude. Um, what are the Cenobites? Um, angels to some, demons to others. Yeah, they're just you know people who got their cash and prizes from the box. Ex explorers of the extent of reality. I think that was another thing that they they called okay. themselves. Yeah, 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 and. Um, Pinhead, is he like the king or she, the queen of Cenobites? Um, I would say that Pinhead is, uh, you know, the figurehead or, you know, the, the, the mouth. And who's their god? Leviathan. Holy fuck, that's crazy, dude. Like, you know, Leviathan is biblical, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they talk about the Leviathan in the Bible, and it's like, well, because there's the three. There's, what, there's Leviathan, Behemoth, and what's the other one? There's like three of them. Like uh, the, Beelzebub. Yeah, something like that. Maybe. Bah you know that oh, that ghost song, Year Zero. Uh, no, I'm not. I, I ghost is one of those things that I'm like I've yet to really get into. Ah. Oh. And I know everybody goes on and like they were just here and um, like now now we know who the guy is. And then there's uh, you sent me that uh, that album by like you Since said. We, uh, yeah. What the hell? Is it? By Priest. Priest. Yeah, that was it. Uh, the keyboardist and I think the bassist. Some of the nameless ghouls or whatever. Yeah. So one of them changed their name from air to salt. And that's the keyboardist, and the singer is Mercury now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they still maintain their elemental figureheads, right? Okay. Pretty cool. But uh, definitely, shout out to my buddy Amit. Hmm? Uh, he has a podcast as well, and he, he knows I'm a huge Ghost fan. He actually went to see them like when they a few were weeks here. ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he, no, he's in like California, I think. Okay. But, 
yeah but he sent me that album and i'm like he's like these are two of these guys are from ghost i'm like shit cool i'll check it out cool. next thing i know i played the album like repeatedly fucking like 10 times mm-hmm. already <laughs> but yeah it's awesome i, I love synthwave man as do i well i kind of I, like, I don't know if uh final phone booth really counts as synthwave um I think the next thing that I that I have coming out or that I'm working on will probably I don't like I don't know I would like classify it as like if synthwave and horror soundtracks and video game music had a had a baby sure that's that's how I would oh, describe oh, oh. it but I have no idea what the next thing is ever going to be you know along with the uh, aesthetic of uh Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure Something like, uh, oh, what is it, Big Pig? Big Pig? Yeah, like this song at the beginning of, like, you know, the, the you know, the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The beginning with the crystal and stuff, that's a Big Pig song. I forget what, what it's called, but uh, I don't know. My brain spat out Big Pig, and I'm like, okay, that's probably right. I trust my brain most of the time. <laughs> so, okay. Narrative. The, um... The puzzle box is the official name for it. Puzzle so, box, or is it lament configuration? Lament configuration, right? Or um, Which means life, so, right? I think lament configuration. I'm not sure if they mentioned the name of it up until the fourth movie. I haven't. Uh, I rewatched the first two last month, but I also wasn't really paying that much attention. So I don't know if it's like the lament configuration came up until the fourth one but the fourth one was probably like the most ambitious of the series because it was like it takes place in the future the present and the past and there's like all these different stories and they have like uh, that's that's bloodline right yeah yeah and it's yeah, yeah. the, the le marchand uh, bloodline right and like all the way from like the invention of the box up until the invention of this fucking puzzle box space station in the future oh right 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 that goes through a whole bunch of the configurations who invented the, the box? Uh, Le Marchand. I think so, uh, he was like a puzzle so, creator in like the 1700s. Okay, so how did it how did it happen that uh, if you solve the puzzle or configure it in a certain way that the Cenobites would come out and and take a sacrifice? That is a good question. And I have no idea. <laughs> you probably have to ask, um, you know, your your boy uh, Clive Barker, who wrote the story, right? He came up with the damn thing. Maybe I'll reach out to him and see if he comes on. Would not be something. Oh, dude. <laughs> hey, man, asking you shall receive, right? I read, or you can't well, win a single play. That's exactly, dude, and that's how like I always reach out, and if they say yes, then that's fucking cool. I almost had. Eugenie on the podcast, but now she's relenting. She's not replying to me. Oh, yeah, it sucks. But oh man, I almost had her. She's fucking cool though. Yeah, uh, quite a she, resume. Yeah, she was like, because I reminded her the day before. I'm like, hey, you still ready to come on? She's like, you betcha. Oh, man. and then she fucked up the timing, right? She fucked up the uh, time zone. Mm. And then I tried to get her back on a reschedule. She said she would. And then I, she was reading my messages, but left me on read. Oh. So I'm like, maybe she checked out my podcast and was like, no, nah, I'm not maybe going not. there. 
I mean, which is all it is, right? If, if she ghosted you, that's you know that that that's more on her than on you, or like that's that to me says more about her than you. And yeah, but I I just rather people would be honest and straight absolutely. up. Absolutely. Like you can hurt my feelings. That's okay. I'm I can take it. You know. Yeah. Not just tell me. Just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, it is what it is, man, you know. But, uh, yeah, so the lament, lament, lament configuration. Mm-hmm. Um, would you fuck with it? What, like, you know? Not not knowing what you know about it, would you, like, be curious and start fucking with it? Honestly, I am one of the most curious people that, like, that's, that's, if I were to say I have a superpower, intense curiosity is both a superpower and probably going to be my undoing. Right. <laughs> um, but I love, like, you know, I love Rubik's Cubes. So, yeah, I'd probably fuck with a puzzle box. Be like, oh, it's a puzzle? All right. Right. However, that one, I'm not going to stick my finger in the goddamn hole. or like, <laughs> the Dude, Why not? Though? Like, it's there, right? And you're okay. trying to solve this puzzle. And you're like, okay, well, what if I put my fucking finger in there? And a fucking blade comes out, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. It's, it's crazy, man. I would agree. Like, and then it's like, I thought it was pretty cool in the new movie how she stabbed uh, Chatterbox. Okay. And, and then he just like... Yeah, yeah, it worked. It worked. Back. Like, that yeah, he back and he was like, here I go. Yeah. <laughs> all the chains and he gets drawn and quartered, right? Oh yeah. Well, it was funny. Like as soon as like all the all the chains came out, I'm just like, oh okay, they're gonna just do the Jesus wept. Is he gonna say it? Is he gonna say Jesus wept? And then he didn't oh. say it, but it still like ripped him to shreds. And I was just like, all right, that was kind of cool. Ah oh, man, I, I really liked the, uh, the design. Designs. Oh, oh. Dude, the one with the, like the last one at the end with like that weird like. You know, face on a hoop. Oh, That's crazy! So cool. Like I wasn't scared at all during the movie because I know it's a horror movie. I don't, yeah. I don't really get scared of horror movies. But holy shit, what a what a fucking thrill ride it was, man! Just oh, watching the house and like all the. I, the only thing that infuriated me about the house actually was uh, like, okay, so like every single room in this house has one of these panels with like 80 goddamn switches on it with yeah, no yeah. fucking labels and they right. just knows what they do. Yeah. You better hope no. you know which switch is which. Yeah, <laughs> so right? Remember. Oh, all of a sudden there's loud piano music. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah, that was that kind of, I was just like, all right. But you were totally right, though, when you said Act 3 was, like, the payout. I was like, holy fuck, yeah. That was the whole point of everything. Is like the, like, and the thing is, they did a good job with Act 3 that I was willing to forgive all the clunky writing that got you there. Right. But, like, I, there was, you know, some twists at the end that I called pretty early on. And like, so not uh, Trevor? Really, yeah, like, Trevor... And like the dude was probably still hiding out in the house. Um, I I didn't call the weird, you know, key thing they had ripping through his chest and messing with his nervous system. That was fucked. Yeah, that was shows you like his fucking nerve endings being fucking oh, yeah, just, uh, like, ratcheted around in there, just like clickety click click click. Wow. Yeah. No, it looks like uh, very, very 
very Hellraiser-y stuff, but oh man, like I don't know. I I'm so partial to the 80s and 90s horror slasher, uh, especially the franchises. And I don't know what it was about the 90s that everybody was just like, all right, we're gonna fucking go to space. <laughs> like, you know, oh, yeah. okay. We're gonna take like, this uh, kind of space, we're gonna go leprechaun in space with fucking uh Heidi from from Home Improvement was in oh, there. Debbie Dunning or whatever her Jason name X. Oh yeah, Jason X. Dude, I, I, that was fun. That was a fun movie. The best part of that movie was like Cronenberg made a cameo. Oh yeah, totally. And, and the um the callback uh sleeping bag death in that yes. movie. Yes. Yes. Like it just cuts away and it's just like boom, beating Total the against the tree. <laughs> in the have you have you watched uh, any of Brandon Cronenberg's movies? I think yeah, I think I told you about Antiviral. Yeah, I think we we I remember when that came out, uh, Antiviral, and I haven't seen it since then, but I haven't seen Possessor yet, and I know Dude, that's it's, supposed it's to be really way good. better than Antiviral, uh, let me tell you. Antiviral was kind of pretentious and derivative. I had no and idea like, what the fuck was going on, but I still enjoyed it. Well, it was, you know, Cronenberg's <laughs> son wants to, you know, make his own stamp on the body horror genre or whatever and it was fine oh we put a grade in his face and people want to take other people's diseases celebrity cult worship and stuff okay and then cronenberg comes back and he's just like all right here's cosmopolis we got robert, all right we got uh, you know robert pattinson in a limousine right Actually, I never saw Cosmopolis. I watched a bit of it, but I was tired. I should go back to it because I stopped it. Yeah. But uh, anything Cronenberg does, I'm in. Um, what's your favorite Cronenberg movie? Uh, it's a tough, tough choice, right? It is a tough choice. I, I don't know. I think it's easy for me, actually. I'm going to go with The Fly. Oh, man. What a classic. Yeah, like it was it was a perfect remake. It was like to me uh like the thing I guess came before that and that's just as iconic a uh, remake of a 50s horror movie in the 80s with just all the gore, all the practical effects, all the crazy body horror stuff. Um but like the thing, the fly, the blob these are ones that are near and dear to me from the 80s oh yeah like, like as far as remakes right and like here we are again in 2022 remaking the stuff from the 80s and uh you know sometimes you get a hellraiser sometimes you get a nightmare on elm street from like 10 years ago and fuck what right. a turd that was <laughs> which what which what was the turd sorry uh the nightmare on elm street remake the oh my god jackie earl haley I couldn't fucking deal with it as much as I love Jackie Earl Haley. Oh yeah, he did a fine like you know, he he was doing his best and I think he was like, you know, creepy enough and the script again, bad script. And you know, why not just write a new movie? Why not? But yeah. It's 2022 and Hollywood has been bankrupt of ideas forever, so now we're like being derivative of being derivative at this point. Did they go? Uh, I forget the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, did they go into the uh, you know him being a pedophile and then yes. being burned? Yeah. Yeah. No. And that one, um, I think they were specific that he was like raping children. Yeah. So they kind of the they, alluded, they 
they alluded to it in the original series. Right? Yeah, they just said he was a child murderer in, uh, right, right. in the original series. That's what he was doing anything to the, to the kids. Yeah, that's what he's a full out fucking child molester and burned, right? Yeah. So but I think he was also like, you know, uh, like, you know, kind of, you know, mentally ill or like, sure, um, he had problems or something. Like, you know, he was, he was a simple guy, let's say. Yeah, yeah. But there's a connection. There's a connection with that though, because Jackie Earl Haley also played a pedophile in another movie where he was like, you know, he was on the sex offender list and he couldn't go to a he went to a pool and everybody was like running away from him. I don't remember what the fucking movie was called. Hmm. If you know, but it was that was a good movie too. But dude, I even back in the Bad News Bears, man, I loved him in that as Kelly, the the rebel. Oh shit! Was he that kid? Yeah, he was the rebel kid on the motorcycle. Goddamn. Yeah. Oh, hey, like with Walter Matthau. Like, yeah. Was, was there a remake of Bad News Bears as well? Probably. 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 They oh, yeah. You know, it was Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Those are excellent movies, those Bad News Bears. Yeah. Because I, I love baseball too, right? So it's, it's a win-win for me. Yeah. Um, how was that Jays game yesterday? You enjoy that? Fuck. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but my dad's sitting in the next room. He's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> oh, see, see, I, just, I, I, I was uh, over at uh, my mother-in-law's place, I guess, during about the sixth inning uh, when it was like eight to one. And then all of a sudden it was like five to one. And then it went ten to nine. Oh, jeez. What a shit show, man. Like, they're out now, right? But they see, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, out now. Okay. That was, yeah. Has Judge I, I was broken like, that record yet? What's that? Has Judge broken the record yet? I'm not sure. Okay. I know, like, well, I was at a Jays game um, a week ago. I had a bunch of family in town, um, or maybe two weeks ago. But it was when, uh, like, the the Yankees were in town for, like, a three-run or, like, a three-game series, and I went on the Monday um, and everybody wanted like that was before he had tied the Yankee record, and right. and like that was uh, they went into extra innings and they fucking walked him and everybody got pissed off. Well, because he didn't break the record, right? Something like that. But whatever, yeah. I, I figured that was the move that won him the game ultimately. So That's... I mean, yay for that. But right, I, I guess uh, it doesn't matter now. Do you feel like that's like? Do you feel like there's some kinds kinds of. Uh like setups and sports because that to me feels like a setup what like him walking and not being able to break the record oh well i mean it was it was like you know it was a calculated move to be like you know we're not gonna let you have the satisfaction we're just gonna put you on base and get to the next guy who isn't gonna crack one out of the park right so that was his coach be like don't let him fucking get it basically yeah even though, like, you know, I think that uh, that was probably like eight that bad, ninth that bad that game. Uh, but it went into like the 10th inning and everybody like, you know, there's so many people in the crowd with judge shirts on that were like there to see the big show or whatever. Sure. And, uh, you know, they 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 seem to feel robbed of that. And yeah, understandable. For totally understandable. But whatever. Jay's won. So, yay. Home field. Yeah. Like I don't know, I'm I'm not much of a sports fan. I find it's uh, cheering for clothing because I'm just like, okay, so like, okay, these guys from Toronto, right? 
Any of them actually from Toronto? Oh, oh no. How about these guys from New York? Anybody, anybody from uh, from New York? No. Okay, we're cheering for clothing. Right. But you know, you want to be. But part Getty of Lee, it's Getty Lee, Lee. to a religious experience. It wasn't uh, Getty Lee throwing the first pitch. It was Russell. <laughs> Wait, he was he was there with his wife though. Maybe, but uh, Russell Peters did the first pitch because I guess he was in town for like a Just for Last festival. Right. And, and, you know, he's from Brampton. I don't think he lives in Toronto. I don't know where. I was, I was actually, uh, when I was living in uh, Port Credit, oh, cool. um, I was there with my girlfriend at the time and a friend of ours, a neighbor, and uh, in the back of the restaurant, lo and behold, Russell Peters with his family. Nice. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh my god, I want to go up and get his autograph." I'm like, "No, no, just relax. Leave him with me. He's at a place, you know. He's he's at a restaurant with his family. Exactly. Let him be a a person." Yeah. So I convinced him to like. If he's walking down the street by himself or something, you'd be like, "Hey, I love your work or whatever," but don't. Yeah, yeah. Don't interrupt dinner with like you know. How would you feel if somebody just came up and be like, "Oh my god!" Right, right. I just like that. This is why I never had any interest in. in fame like i i always said i want ride the bus fame <laughs> meaning what the kind of fame where like you know i can ride the bus and nobody's gonna come up and bother me sure yeah so like i, I always uh, like the idea of being a voice actor or you know stuff where it's it's not your face that people know it's just they like you yeah for what you're doing for sure but you know, you're getting voice out there, right? But yeah, not like the a Fred Tadascure. Sure. Tadascure can probably ride the bus. Who's that? Uh, he, he's a voice actor from like cartoons and stuff. He did, okay. Uh, what was it? He did the voice of Pinhead in. Um, we covered this earlier. Oh, right, right, right. He did, like Hulk uh, and uh, Hulk Beast. Uh, Fart, yeah. and, you know. Yeah. He, uh, I think I've heard yeah. the name too. Um, oh, yeah, like, you probably like if you've ever like you know browsed uh, IMDb things of cartoon shows. He's probably in everything. Sure, it's weird. There's like 20 people that do every cartoon ever. I know it's a small community. It seems. Indeed, Tara Strong. She's everything. She's everywhere. Going back to Cronenberg. Yes. What uh, other movies do you like besides? Um, what was the one that you said that you liked a lot? Oh yeah, the fly. The fly. Okay, so Cronenberg. Um, there's so much good shit. Um, I'm curious about this Crimes of the Future movie that uh, I haven't seen yet. I don't know if it's out yet or it's coming out. Um, but that David one, is doing that one. Yeah, David Cronenberg. That's okay. He's, he's going back to a body horror, something fierce. Sweet. And, yeah, this one's all about like weird future adaptations and i don't know he's, people... show, he's gonna fucking show his son how it's done again right something like that but i feel like they're in a competition <laughs> maybe but there there's uh, i've heard there is uh an autopsy of a child that's very very graphic oh fuck in this movie that upsets a lot of people of course which, you know, of course, but well, I think, uh, I don't know, like, I'm the kind of person that, like, I'll read up on stuff and spoil everything before I see a movie, um, because it doesn't bother me if I haven't actually visually seen it, I haven't well, seen it, and it's a new experience. I, I always say it's about the journey, not the destination, right? So I don't mm-hmm. care about spoilers, I never did. I, yeah. I'd, I like to experience it, um, not caring about 
what's going to happen. Because if I know what's going to happen already, it doesn't bother me because it's you the journey, it. the whole visceral aspect. You haven't of, experienced like, it. Exactly. Yeah, you've just and read words on paper or a screen or something for it instead of other people. So, yeah. But apparently, uh, the auto like it, it's a kid who has developed organs that uh, can digest plastic or something. Oh shit! Is, is the context of it? So I'm like, oh okay, yeah, like that. That's just sciency. That's not right. It. If anything, that's sciency and fucking interesting. That what? sounds fucking interesting. Yeah, like what does what a stomach that can digest plastic look like? I don't know. <laughs> well, David Cronenberg is gonna gut out gut gut that kid and show you how it works, right? Apparently so. <laughs> yeah, possess. Uh, I highly recommend to my audience also and you, uh, Possessor. Okay. Um, I would love to watch it again, actually, because there's certain things that didn't really catch, but it's not fucking. Um, as confusing as antiviral was, so yeah. No, cheers to just like we can put people in other people's bodies, dude. It, 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 the way they do it is fucking cool, man. And there's a big twist at the end, mm. and it's like holy shit. And Jennifer Jason Lee is in it as well. Yeah, and like she was in what Existence. I love uh, that movie. Oh yeah, fucking gun that shoots teeth. Done. I'm in. <laughs> the grizzle gun. They called it. Ah, uh, the grizzle gun. Oh, oh, there's actually there's another podcast um, that I've heard it's, uh, these chicks late night ghouls or something, but they just had an episode that uh, was it the Videodrome episode, but the oh. title of the episode it was like Stomach Vagina, the Videodrome <laughs> episode, and I'm like, yeah, that's a good title. <laughs> yep that 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 works for me. Oh my god! Speaking of which, um, I have long uh, live new flesh. Have you ever? What seen... do you think that means? What? Long live the new flesh. Uh, transhumanism. But have you ever oh. seen the uh, what's that show? Brand new cherry flavor on Netflix. Uh -oh. Speaking of stomach vaginas. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I... Yeah. Anybody? Anybody listening? If if you know, you know. But if you don't know, just go on to Netflix and casually look for brand new cherry flavor. Uh, go to the fourth episode and just, you know, just just fast forward to about, I don't know, it's something like 30 minutes in. Uh, and you will be treated to one of the most disturbing and disgusting sex scenes you'll ever see in your entire life. It's okay. It's consensual, right? So... But it's super duper weird. That's all I'm going to say about it. I think stomach vagina probably uh, says enough. Although it's more like ribs vagina. Whatever. <laughs> what about teeth? Have you seen teeth? Yeah, that was another one where the script was really bad. And like every single male character in that movie was like a cartoon. Like a cartoonishly just horrible person for right. no goddamn reason including right. the doctor who's just like oh yeah i'm just gonna like give you four fingers because <laughs> this is uh, this is what i'm into and because the script says so so my hand can get eaten <laughs> watch out for those watch out for those chicks that grew up around a nuclear reactor folks they might oh, have it in their vagina and it's called Dentata or Dentata. Vagina Dentata. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. That was a cool movie though. Like I, I mean, like it, would have, 
it, it like it was what it was and it, it had to show off its feature and the plot had to get there but in order to do so every single guy in the movie just had to be the worst human being ever for no right. goddamn reason because men are yeah. the worst right fucking toxic masculinity rapist yeah but that's okay like the one dude from uh nip tuck uh like got his what, what was it like you know she like fed the dick to his dog or yeah. something at the end that was great matt from nip tuck <laughs> what a show or well, what a show for the first three or four seasons. I never watched it. Oh, man. It was so... It, it's a really, really compelling show. Like, Ryan Murphy, right? That guy... Uh, well, you just watched uh, Mr. Harrigan's Phone. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it too. But I just... I, I definitely thought it smacked of like, you know, okay, you're really going for the It Part 1 vibe because you know that the story is kind of a stinker and there's not much to do with it and you're going to drag it out for four, like two hours. Right, and this is also, to my audience, um, a Stephen King story. <clears throat> was it a short? Yeah, it was It was the first story out of If It Bleeds. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is, uh, I think that came out in the last two or three three years um it was pretty good actually there was um uh, well like the title story i think if it bleeds was uh, a holly gibney story and i like holly gibney is uh, probably my favorite uh stephen king character of all time right now anyway like i'm all about holly i love holly she has come so so far since i first met her in um Mr. Mercedes, I think, was her first appearance, which she's okay. been in uh, like the entire Mr. Mercedes series. Um, she was in the uh, uh, what is it, The Outsider, or like The Outsider, or The Outlander, or so- something. Uh, th- there was an HBO series with uh, Jason Bateman, and uh, that ha- that had Holly Gibney in it, uh, but she was black in that one. And that's the thing that I have a problem with all of these screen adaptations of Holly Gibney is uh, I think every screen adaptation has gotten her wrong. I didn't like her in the... According according to the character development in the story, in the actual books, right? Yeah, because like in in The Outsider and in Mr. Mercedes, they kind of gave her a love story. And, um, like, I don't know, to me, like, every time it happened in live, ac- or, like, in live action shows, I'm just like, you know, Holly Gibney doesn't fuck. That's my feel. <laughs> like, you know, she's, like, she's super OCD. She's severely autistic. She's a weird, weird, super genius, just, like, crazy weird person. Like, the weirdest character that uh, i think stephen king has come up with to date and he's mm-hmm. come up with some weird fucking characters but holly gibney is just like I-, I love her so so much and um i just don't think they've done a fantastic job of doing her justice in tv world sure but um no that makes sense man and it happens a lot with stephen king's stories like Look at Trash Can Man. Look at Trash Can Man in the new um, uh, Stan series, right? Okay. Oh, that's not new anymore. It's like, what, two years old now? Something like that. Oh, like the Ezra Miller one? Yeah, man. I prefer Matt Matt Ferrer. Yeah, Matt Ferrer. Yeah, for sure, dude. 
Isn't it weird that, uh, and like tangentially related to Stephen King, but uh, isn't it weird that they replaced Jeff Fahey with Matt Frewer in Lawnmower Man 2? When, right? Because it's just like, oh, okay, hey, want to play Max Headroom again? Kind of? Yeah. Like super evil Max Headroom? And she's like, yeah, sure, I've done that before. I, I have experience with these like CG suits and stuff. I was always a huge, not huge, but I always really liked Matt Furrer, man. Yeah. Especially him being Canadian, you know? It's true. And him doing uh, Max Headroom and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He was a neighbor in that. Hell yeah. Are you afraid of the dark he showed up in? Yeah. Canadian TV. Um, Fuck, yeah. Like the Watchmen. He was Moloch. Oh, that's right. I was so happy to see him in that. Yeah, because I hadn't seen him in anything in a while at that point. Yeah, but he no, he's still out there doing stuff. Like, what's he doing it's these cool, days? Man. I don't even know. And there's another actor. Um, did you ever watch? Um, what was it called again? It had uh, Hugh Dillon in it. There's a TV series like Durham, Durham County. Oh, Durham County. Yeah. Wow, what a fucking show that, that was, was. Yeah, no, he was like that was like the cop show, right? Oh yeah, that was so good. Yeah, man, I love Hugh Dillon. But that the 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 guy who played the killer in that was fucking cool. I forget Justin something. Hmm. Don't remember, but he was also the husband in the Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh. At the beginning, and he gets his yeah, like when, when they that that whole sequence was filmed in Brampton, and um, uh, I know, yeah, yeah like you can see it when you absolutely. see the show. Yeah, absolutely. What a remake that was. That was a good one. That, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, that was one of his first films, man. Yeah, and James Gunn wrote it, I think. I believe so. Yeah. No, that was a really, really good one. You got, like, you know, it was filmed in Canada. Uh, You get Sarah Pauly, fucking Zombie Baby, Mackay Pfeiffer. Like, that, it it did enough fresh stuff and was a true enough, like, you know, it's so quotable. Like, TV says to shoot him in the head. Come on, man. Like... Yeah, that was, that was a really, really good one, and it was fucking scary, dude. Yeah, and like that's the first time movie. I watched it, I was like, because I, I was like, theaters. I was so did I. I was yeah. a huge fan of Dawn of the Dead before that, so I was like super pumped to watch it, right? Yeah. And when I I got a bunch of friends together because we all loved Dawn of the Dead, and we mm-hmm. watched the theater, we all fucking absolutely loved it, man. Yeah, no, that was that was one that like it smacked just right. Like that was dude. That, that was a time when movies were great. Yeah, like, just and like that again with a, as a remake. That was one that honored what came before and fucking just up the ante. And like you know that one had like running zombies, right? Yeah. Fucking, I think that was one of the first ones that did that shit. I think so. Twenty eight days later was the first one. I think. Yeah, and then and then so Dawn of the Dead, Dead. And then, yeah, yeah. Dawn of the Dead was two thousand like two thousand four or something like that, two thousand three, something like that. Yeah, I can't believe it's been that fucking long already, man. Well, it's like twenty years, Jesus, crazy. And now they're going. Th- now they're releasing like a thirty year thirtieth uh, anniversary of Mortal Kombat, like the Wait. game. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like. 30th anniversary? I still remember when the first game came out, and that was 30 fucking years ago, you know? Oh, yeah. You had to, like, you know, what was it? the Or was that the second one where there was a blood code on Super mm-hmm. Nintendo? That was the first one. 
Okay, yeah, because I remember like Genesis had the blood, but you had to enter a blood code on Super Nintendo to get right. the blood. Because if you didn't, all you see is sweat or spit. Yeah, it would just yeah. It was like gray liquid coming out. <laughs> but the Genesis, you didn't have to enter the blood code because it was fucking already in there. <laughs> I don't know. I was always a Nintendo kid, but I had friends who had, uh, like, you know, there, there were Sega kids, there were there were Nintendo kids, and then eventually Sega kids, I guess. Uh, I, I always, I always, I had the Sega Genesis, and then I got a Super Nintendo after as well. So I was, I had the best of both worlds. Yeah. But yeah, man, Cronenberg. Uh, have you watched his? Old, I keep going back to Cronenberg. It's all good. His, his older movies. His older movies. Have you seen what, like them? The Brood or uh, Rabbit or Yeah, um, Rabbit or Shivers. Shivers. I've I've never actually seen Shivers. You no. have to see that. You're gonna love it. it man. It's been on my list forever. You have there to watch it. A lot of things that like you know you never get around to. I'm probably, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty that like I haven't seen, but oh, dude, man. Shivers will fucking fuck you up man and same with um oh my god i had a brain fart it all fell out shivers and uh oh scanners of course oh scanners yeah oh oh fuck i I have the i have the criterion collection blu-ray on that nice yeah it's fucking great it's a great little box set hmm no, no, Scanner, no. dude, like Michael Ironside, yeah, no. fucking heads off with, with his own brain, with his own mind. Uh, you, you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. Well, we got Scanners, Videodrome, Dead Zone, Dead Ringers. Ooh, Naked Lunch is a classic. That's yes. Peter Weller. Mm-hmm. That's, Robocop. Why he, that's why he didn't do RoboCop 3. Right. Which, you know, that's okay. I think it was a good choice. I don't know, man. Those ninja robots were cool. <laughs> that, that, that was pretty fucking cool, actually. And he got a jetpack and a fucking jet arm. And there's like CCH Pounder being a homeless lady and stuff. Right. They're dealing with serious, uh, you know, social issues and, you know, conundrums. Crap. They had uh, RoboCop made an appearance in Mortal Kombat 11, the game. Yeah, I had that. Oh, Peter Weller does the voice. Oh, he did. I didn't. Yes. Know. And they're coming out with a new RoboCop game with Peter Weller as the star. Oh, he's gonna be in it. I saw. Oh, fuck yeah, game. dude! I saw they announced like the actual RoboCop like, game, and I'm like, oh, a RoboCop FPS. I'm so fucking in. Yeah, take my money, please. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in, especially if Peter Weller is the fucking lead. Fucking amazing. Love Peter Weller. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Got a broner for Peter Weller. Uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, man. Baby. So weird, but it's so good. Leviathan. Hey, there it is again. Leviathan, yep. Yeah. Leviathan from the Bible comes back. Yeah. With Our a movie Le- called was- Leviathan. Hold on. Was Le- Leviathan... That was the one with uh, um, Ernie Hudson? I believe so. Okay, because like I mix that one and Deep Star Six up sometimes, and like the oh, yeah. underwater kind of horror movies that happened in like the late eighties. 
The abyss. Dude, under, underwater horror is fucking great, man. It is. Well, like, we know more about space than we do about what's at the bottom of the ocean. Right. Do you think space exists? Yeah. Why? Well, <laughs> you'd have to be a little bit more specific with the question. It's just like, okay. do I believe space exists? I don't know. Like, what do you mean by space? Like, outer space? <laughs> outer like, space. You know, yeah, outer fucking space. nebulas and shit out this there. Is, this, and like is the idea of the Bang. this is me going into red pill cartel territory, okay? So I'm into it. You have the whole fact that uh, Warner Von Braun started NASA with, uh, what's his name? Jeff uh fuck i forget his fucking name last name um but he was a nazi okay right? so you got you're, you're trying you got to tell me that like you know somebody invented space in the last 60 years no no no, no. okay Galileo no, no, no. wasn't a thing or copernicus wasn't a thing or people NASA. looking up in the sky and staring at shit forever right but the whole theory about it is that going back biblically you got the flat earth thing right and the flat earth was taught up until like the 50s. Okay. And all of a sudden, since NASA came, now it's like outer space. There's fucking space above us, outside of our atmosphere. <clears throat> you can go there. We went to the moon, apparently. But did we go to the moon? How about that? Well, yeah, like Stanley, Stanley Kubrick. I like admitted, that joke. Stanley Kubrick admitted that he... Uh, Film the moon landing, and he put fucking um, secret messages into The Shining that showed that he filmed it. Uh, see, I like the joke that it's like, oh, okay, they they got Stanley Kubrick to film the moon landing, but he's such a fucking anal filmmaker that he insisted they film on location. That's funny. Yeah, I like that joke. It's funny. Yeah, that is funny. Because, you know, Stanley Kubrick was notoriously a fucking psychopath. <laughs> well, he did film Lolita. Yeah. <clears throat> but Novikov so, wrote it. What, what do you think about, like, did, okay, so we went to the moon once. How come we never went back? What are you talking about? They went a bunch of times. In the Apollo How? missions. There were, what, 18 of them? Did they actually land on it? What do you mean? Did they actually land on the moon? Or was it like... Uh... Well, they certainly claim to have. And, you know, everybody for the last... Uh, what is it? Like 50 plus years believes that that happened. I don't know whether I wasn't there. You know, it's yeah, entirely I, I... possible that somebody might have faked that, uh, you know, because of reasons. And it's entirely possible that human beings are clever enough to actually do something like that. I don't fucking know. Either do I. And that's why I don't know if the Earth is flat or not, because I've never been up there myself, right? Uh, so that's why I'm, I, I keep an open mind to it, you know? Yeah. Well, then another flat Earth joke I like is uh, I've seen somebody say something like, you know, oh, okay, like, you know, flat Earth... Their flatter societies has uh, like you know they've got chapters all over the globe. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't really fucking you know that's a funny joke, but it doesn't like debunk it. Well, it's one of those things that like you know you you can't know unless you know for exactly. sure. Exactly. 
Like, yeah. you know, maybe I go up in a rocket and all of a sudden the world is like a big coin or something and there's like waterfalls off the edge of it and a big fucking turtle and elephants underneath. I don't know. Um, and all of a sudden we see Valhalla open up. Yeah. And then like, you know, hey, there's uh, there's Mjolnir zipping across the skies and a Bifrost and whatever. But I like I honestly, Brad, I love to believe that anything is fucking possible. Well, that's the thing. Like anything is possible. Um, and I, I don't get too bogged down in being married to thinking any one thing. Cause yeah, there's, absolutely. There's sort of Same here. There's sort of infinite possibilities to anything under the sun. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to say for sure. And, uh, like, I don't know, there's a line from uh, a Woody Allen movie, uh, anything else, where at the end he's like, you know, hey, here's some advice for you. Listen to what everybody has to say and say, hey, that's a good idea. And then go believe whatever you want. Yeah. And I'm like, that, like that's, that, that's as close to my philosophy as I can say, like, I'm not married to really any ideology i'm a big fan of a lot of aspects of a lot of things same here, same here yeah but like i read i don't I marry read. i don't marry anybody including a wife no offense hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like i don't marry just like you said no ideology is gonna have me in its grasp you know yeah, like anybody who says i have the answers i'm skeptical of because absolutely guess what? i've met people and every single person I've ever met is some variation of somebody walking around saying, hey, do you know what you're doing? And right. somebody else being like, yeah, totally. You? Yeah, totally. But no, we're all just kind of wandering <laughs> around operating on our current best guess and evolving think, that best guess over time, hopefully. Because I if think you're I'm not more... evolving it, that's a problem. Right. Like if you can't, if you're grasping onto an ideology and you're married to it, you, think you you're cannot. A product. Exactly. And that's my point. It's like people always ask me, like, you actually believe the things that you talk about on your podcast? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no, I say I'm open to the concept of everything being yeah. possible. And that's, it's not that I'm trying to like promote any kind of ideology to anybody. It's just that I want people to think about things that they haven't thought about. Yeah. You know, you're an I don't open, curious it. person. Exactly. Yeah. I don't claim to know the truth. I don't claim to know Jesus. I don't claim to hear his fucking voice. No, but he sounds like a cool guy. He, absolutely. But I think that when people say that they hear his voice, I get very, my fucking ears go up and I'm like, I don't know, man, you know? Yeah. Because I don't. Like, sounds like virtue signaling to me, or like you're crazy. Either way, mm -hmm. you know, if it's working out for you and you're doing well, good for you. Yeah, if, if it makes you a better person, all the power yeah. to you, man. Doesn't matter. Like, a lot of people believe a lot of things. Takes all kinds, man. Absolutely it does, man. And it's like, I just try to be, you know, the most positive person I can be, uh, despite all my fucking shortcomings. And I think that's what Jesus did too, you know? Well, he set a pretty good example, or he tried to. Yeah, anyway. for sure.
But, you know, it's funny. You see people be like, you know, oh, yeah, Christians, oh, they're the worst. And, oh, the Jews, oh, Muslims. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, they're all like, you know, they're praising. It's all the same God, right? For like Those are the things. Yeah. <laughs> those are the things that cause wars, right? And it's like a whole bunch of like, my dad can beat up your dad. And it's just like, you guys all have the same dad, fuckers. Like, what the fuck? Right. We're all not from the same fucking can we not just all get along? Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's what he was trying to say. And look how right. it worked out for him. Right. But hang yeah. in there. But hang in there. That's if he even actually existed. If he's actually a guy that set foot on the planet. Mm. Or if he's just an allegory for people who love searching for truths. Maybe. I don't know. He seemed no, like the kind of guy who, like, who would go to Vancouver and hang out in the downtown east side and just talk to everybody and, you know, be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. You'd be like, Jesus, what are you doing here? And he's just like, I don't know. These are people who need help. And, uh, you know. And you're not helping them, but I'm going to try. Yeah. like they're, they're pretty cool if you just talk and yeah. you hang out and be like, hey, a human, fellow human. You know, we're all just people. How's your day? You know, you'd be surprised to just like go up to somebody and say, hey, how's your day? And then find out how much connection you have with that person. Just a random person. Yeah. No, I'm I'm actually a fan of that. Well, like, well, I don't smoke anymore. It's been years and years. But that used to be my move um, when I lived in Toronto is you know, when you you'd encounter somebody in need or like, you know, on the street, just like, you know, hey, how you doing? Um, you know, and they're like, oh, I need money or whatever. Like, oh, like, you know, do you want a cigarette? Because if I have one, I'll hook you up, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. That, I like to buy, I like to buy uh, people food. Who mm, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Because it's, then it's like I know that my money's going to something that will help them instead of enabling them to uh, either get their rocks off, you know, feed their addictions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, there was one time I had, uh, like, I don't, I don't like bottled water, um, but I had a case of water from, so, like, some event or something, like, uh, there was a case of bottled water in my trunk and like i guess for a couple of weeks anytime i saw somebody i'd just be like here a bottle of water there you go yeah got rid of them Uh, yeah i'm i'm not a big bottled water fan i like smart water that's what i'm drinking now but i'm trying to get like alkaline water into my apartment okay because I find that since I started drinking actual smart water, which is bottled by Coca-Cola as well, mm-hmm. you know, but it has, it has, a, they got the it a, too. yeah, it had, it, dude, it had a vast improvement on my gut health. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't gross. know. I don't Oh, Dasani is gross, but it's smart like, water. When you open it, what the fuck is that? Yeah. It smells like uh homeless guy's water. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like it too. I don't know but what that means. Since I started drinking smart water, dude, my, my fucking Crohn's has like eased off a lot. Like the alkaline water, especially, because they have like they have different variations on the smart water. They have smart water, 
vapor distilled, mm. and they have antioxidant version, and they have alkaline version. So I started drinking the alkaline, and I tell you, man, it's done wonders for me. Have you ever heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza? No. Really? Interesting. Okay. Uh, do you do any meditating? Not particularly. Okay. Um, there's a book. Uh, what the fuck is it called? Uh, I think Becoming Supernatural or something to do with Supernatural. Hold on. I gotta look something up now because I'm a cheater on the internet. Whatever. It's um, okay. Joe Dispenza. But this is a dude and this is a book that um, explained the idea of chakras and like, oh. energy centers and shit to me in a he, scientific he, way. And yeah, you told me about this before. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's got me fucking doing Kegels and stuff, shooting like, you know, uh, cerebrospinal fluid into my brain. And oh, I, I thought you're gonna say uh, you're shooting loads across the room. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. Yeah, becoming supernatural. Uh, how common people are doing the uncommon. But it was a book about um, people who, like you know, sort of healed themselves miraculously through just thinking their way into a better life. And there's sure. a lot of crazy stories and. Um, but like this guy's big into meditation and stuff, but in a weird focused and um, I don't know, directed and like intentional way um, that like, I tried it for a little while. I've, I've fallen off in the last couple of weeks, I would say. Uh, but uh, I have definitely found some weird, weird shit from uh, what this guy goes on and on about. And because you mentioned a lot microbes, Crohn's, and uh, like autoimmune stuff, uh, another one, uh, uh, Gabor Mate, you might have heard of. No. Okay, he's another one uh, who's like big on the theory that uh, all autoimmune disorders and most disease in general is actually uh, trauma responses and uh, repression and. Um, you know, basically, we've all got a problem with the way that we're living life and how we're raising our kids and uh, stuff like that. But he's uh, got a movie, uh, the what is it, the power of trauma or like the knowledge of trauma or the, the wisdom of trauma, uh, which I think you can only watch on his website. But, uh, it, you know, you can take it to the high seas or whatever and find it if you are so inclined but the true the wisdom of trauma that is a documentary also worth watching for just about anybody because like it's just some wild ideas that like you know you, you could cure your crones by thinking your way into a new life or um you know maybe your your whatever issues are something that happened to you when you were a kid I've thought about that a lot, actually, you know, but at the same time, I'm just like, I can't find that trauma, you know, like I can't find it. But also I heard people say, like, if you claim that you have an illness, that it's going to overtake you. Well, um, like, don't claim it. Just claim that you don't have it. Yeah. Okay. It's almost like a. Like a placebo effect. It's well, like, it's a mind over matter. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, and like this this Joe Dispenza stuff and like the mind over matter, it, 
oh man like it's I don't even know where to begin explaining it because like there's so it's a pretty like dense and complicated book full of like all these crazy ideas and stories like I think that's the one where there's a story of a girl who had a heart transplant right okay so eight-year-old girl gets a heart transplant starts having nightmares and uh, sees somebody coming after her turns out that the heart came from a donor who was a 10 year old girl who was murdered okay right um she's having night terrors and apparently i've looked into this and found the story or like found references to the story uh but i guess because it's a kid they couldn't release names and stuff but apparently this is a thing that really happened the girl gave descriptions of her dreams to the cops and the cops found the guy caught him and convicted him of the murder holy shit right and the idea in this particular chapter is that uh, each one of your organs or like centers of your body has its own memory and brain and like energy system surrounding it so, like, you know, you can take a heart out of one person, put it, put it into another, and if there's something wrong, it's still going to come out. Right, because it's, it's, it's already experienced that trauma. Yeah, and if that never gets dealt with, then shit gets fucked up. Dude, that's wild. Okay. So this brings, this brings me back to uh, a few episodes ago where I was ghost-busting in Alaska with... Uh, Paranormal Laskin, that's his name. Okay. Um, but he said, like, he was haunted, like, from his young life because he grew up in a house that was inhabited by a serial killer previously, right? Ooh, okay. Like, poltergeist activity and shit like that growing mm-hmm. up. But uh, he said, the way that I got rid of all that shit was I went into nature and I took a piece of the bark off the tree and I chewed it and I ingested it. And I'm uh, so I said, so you basically made a covenant with nature, right? He said, yeah, Hmm. holy shit. So that was interesting to me, but he also got into the fact that, you know, if you take a seed and put it in your, like under your tongue and leave it there for about a minute, Hmm. it takes on all of the trauma and everything that you've experienced. And when you plant that seed and that tree grows, fascinating. Whatever tree or flower that grows, okay. And you you ingest that, it's going to cure you because it already knows that what, like the fruit of the tree or or the like, bark of what, the tree no, just or... like anything of it. Okay. Because it took because on it, that trauma yeah. and it, it cured it. Because it already knows how to cure it. Why would it so why would ingesting that help? Because so, because it's it's already it already knows it's a cycle. Like it feeds yeah. into you, you fed into exactly. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, no, like that's how nature works, right? Like you think about um um I don't know, in my mind I picture like an electromagnetic field or you know, whatever the representation of that, which is basically just a bunch of arrows moving in succession. 
sure like energy flowing around a thing right like you think of battery and an electromagnetic field or like the earth's electromagnetic field or a fucking atom like all the way up all the way down it's all the same thing sure yeah um but and back to joe dispenza there like he's got you doing you know kegels and like trying to shoot spinal fluid up towards your brain creating pressure and that somehow affects your your personal electromagnetic energy field that's basically what the spiritual community calls kundalini energy yes yes exactly but this is a book that sort of explains that concept in a different way that's more scientific with like lots of charts and graphs and brainwave readings and like a lot of sciencey garbage. That's amazing. Though. Yeah. Cause like I'm a nerd and I like sciencey garbage and I'm not super woo woo, but this right. guy got to me somehow and got me to start meditating and fucking doing Kegels and like, you know, squeezing all my energy centers and stuff and like doing, you know, ancient, I guess, breathing techniques and junk like that, but uh, under the guise of sciencey stuff. So, like, is, you know, something has to speak to you, right? It has to, like, you know, like sometimes something doesn't even yeah. speak to you. It, it has to sing to you, like, you know, really, that, really resonate and sound really, really good. That's exactly what I was going to say. The, the woo-woo term would be resonation, right? To your spirit. Yeah. So... Anything that resonates with you, I, I think is your own truth. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't believe there's an absolute truth because if there was, then everybody would be able to fucking just hop on board. Right. No, so you have everybody's to, different. Maybe there is an absolute truth and you just, everybody wants, you know, like, you know, everybody's going to the beach, but some people take a car. Some people are walking down a trail. Some people are going through the forest. Some people absolutely are swimming, swimming in from somewhere else. Some people are taking the vaccine. Some people yeah. are not. Like, but right? everybody wants everybody wants the same thing, and we all want to, you know, go to the beach, essentially, or, or for know, sure, you know, whatever the club or wh- whatever it is for you. But everybody wants good things and to be loved and understood and seen and. You know, human beings are the same thing they've always been, I think. Like, you, you go back 2,000 years, you read some Marcus Aurelius, that guy sounds like people today. Yeah, yeah. And that guy was, like, like you know, the last good emperor of Rome or whatever. Yeah, man, it's... it's... But he's just like, people are fucking annoying. I don't want to get up in the morning. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't uh what are your thoughts on COVID now? Now that we've been like through it for like three years, uh, two years or three years. I-, I had it. It was fine. I worked the whole time and took care of my family but, who but also do you had re- it. Really think that you and they had it or it was just the flu or I mean or cold. Whatever. It was some sort of a pathogen that uh I managed to weather with a lot of cold meds and working from home. But like I was working from home when I had it and I was, but pretty, haven't we, I was haven't pretty we always sick for like four or five days. My wife slept for like two days straight. Like she was just knocked on her ass by it. And also like we were both fully vaccinated or like, you know, like two, two shots or whatever. And it took her out majorly. 
Uh, I was fine. But the flu does that too. Yeah, it very well could have been. But, you know, with as far as like the tests, you watch the line go from fading in to fading out. It was kind of neat because like I had boxes of the fucking test. So I'm just like, I'm going to do one every day. And <laughs> like watching the line fade in and fade out was pretty neat. But like, I think it was like five days. I was very concerned because I had surgery coming up at the time. And had oh, that's to, right. Yeah. yeah. Like I think I had to test negative or I had some sort of an appointment related to surgery or something that I had to test negative by a certain day. And like the day before I still had a faint line. And then the day of I was good. So it was like a little Christmas miracle or whatever in June or no, when the fuck did I have it? April, I think. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty rough. Cause like the beginning of this year and like leading up to this year, I have been so, so stressed because, like, my mom was sick and dying, and, like, it was a lung issue. She had pulmonary fibrosis, so she was super-duper paranoid about COVID, and, like, we did Christmas with masks all distanced, and, you know. Oh, fuck. Oh, it was brutal. But, uh, and, like, I didn't hug my mom for, like, a year or, like, two years or something, and um, then she fucking died, and a week later I got COVID and all of the stuff I had been paranoid about for like the previous year or two was just gone. Right. Cause it was just like, okay, I don't have to worry about killing my mom. And now I've had COVID. So. So where did that leave you? Well, I mean like, you know, with a dead mom, I guess. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, well, no, and uh, no, it's fine. Like, you know, I, lo- I loved my mom. I had a good relationship with her, and uh, yeah. And then I got COVID, so I didn't have to be paranoid about everything I had been worried about. So that that leaves a vacuum there, right? Sure. So, but as far as I know, natural immunity. I've had it, so I'm pretty good now, unless they changed the story again and it's super duper bad or whatever. I think they've reopened the, uh, the vaccine center that they built in the Rona in Cambridge recently. Yeah. But now they're putting out new vaccines for other variants and shit. And it's just like, I just find it completely ridiculous. You know, it's like, can you not just a, a vaccine is supposed to prevent you from getting what you get. Sure, or what but, it's made for. It's like, yeah, but, but like, it only targeted the spike protein. Like, right? have like five fucking boosters and shit. Like, fuck off. Yeah, I, like, well, I mean, like, I've had two shots. I have no plans to get any more than that because you know they wanted me to do that to, you know, be a person or whatever. And I was like, well, this is fucking bullshit. But I mean, I mean, I what also, about the whole digital ID thing that they want to implement? That's I think this whole thing is a part of that. They got rid of that, didn't they? No. Oh, I thought they, they, they were making the uh, the arrive can thing uh, oh, no. optional. They, they dropped they dropped the arrive can thing. I had a friend who um, got fined for like sixty five hundred dollars because she refused to partake in that. <clears throat> I don't think it's going to hold up in court. Okay. But 
Yeah, I think I think that's essentially what they want is to just control people with uh, digital identity. And, and I don't know if you heard about this, but apparently there's a bunch of whole there's a whole bunch of um, Chinese police stations coming up around the GTA. Excuse me. And in Canada, yeah. What, what do you mean Chinese police stations? They focus on Chinese people only. Huh. Yeah. Well, I don't like this, that. I know, right? I don't like, like anything that focuses on, like, you know, one immutable characteristic of people. That's right. Stupid. And that's apparently what's Do happening. Do we not remember World War II? Japanese internment camps? See, that's that's the thing. Like, lest we forget? Because we're every... bad shit? Yeah, everybody's been... Um... <clears throat> posting videos a lot of people have posted videos about this these chinese police stations opening up that specifically monitor police uh chinese people okay that's weird are we like are we talking about like you know chinese travelers from china chinese people in general not just so travelers just, okay so are we talking about like chinese, chinese people chinese, or people chinese who just police. look asian chinese police who focus on Chinese people. Like, run by China? Chinese people. <laughs> well, I mean, who's setting this up? Is this people sent over from China to police Chinese people? What the fuck? I don't even know what you're saying, man. I, I don't know the whole specifics of it. I don't know the whole specifics of it, but... Well, it sounds like something that would raise an eyebrow uh, for me, and I'd be like, "Well, I don't like that. I don't like anybody that's anything that's like focusing Focus on, on one on... specific thing about people." Exactly, people a lot more complicated than just what they look like. You know? I know that's the thing, and kind of genitals they like in their mouth, or like, you know, yeah. like it's like are a lot more than their ethnicity and uh, absolutely and sexuality and gender identity and you know we're all just people and we're doing our best uh, to have a human experience you know and which makes me and the other conspiracy community raise an eyebrow as well it's like what the fuck is this you know it's happening mm-hmm. apparently apparently it's happening i don't know like there's a lot of sh- there's a lot of shit out there that we, we gotta decipher right or like you know, we see a lot of shit, and it's like, dude, going back to um, <clears throat> Mr. Harrigan's phone, okay? Okay. I was watching that, and it's like, uh, Craig, the main, the main mm-hmm. protagonist, was saying he you know, predicted you know. the future when he when he gave him this phone. He predicted the future. He's like, there's going to be a lot of misinformation and that and this and that, and it's like, yeah, we're in the ma- we're in the age of information and misinformation so you really have to focus on what you think is real and what's not you know well what is real man like i just saw a deep fake of like fucking arnold schwarzenegger being kate i know titanic we're doing the voices now so many people it's so many people weird yeah shit's getting weird man it's so fucking crazy man you think about that and then you Mm -hmm. juxtapose it against like okay the politician guy from equilibrium from like 20 years ago or whatever where it was like deep fake politician or v for vendetta it's like you know we've been laying this out forever we you know we have and 
the deep fake world is weird and if nobody's going to leave their houses and all they're going to be doing is watching shit on their phone deep fake shit is like even easier let's yeah, go back even sure. further you ever seen the movie rising sun with uh, sean connery wesley snipes based on a michael crichton novel I Early think 90s. I, like when I was a kid, yeah, I think I okay, saw that. Well, the I plot remember. line of that movie is the, I think it's the Japanese government has managed to alter or like, you know, fake a videotape. It's a movie about deep fake. Right. And, you know, the repercussions Which... of that. Which is like a wag the dog scenario with Dustin Hoffman, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you, what are your thoughts about the Ukraine and Russian war? Do you think this whole thing is real, or do you think it's fucking bullshit? Um, well, because we're only getting fed. we're only getting fed what the mainstream media wants us to fucking feed us, right? Maybe. I mean, you, it depends who you are and where you're looking and what you're paying attention to, but. Uh... There's a lot of stuff that you can pay attention to. And I mean, if I'm being honest, like I'm somebody who is of Ukrainian descent. Sure. And like, I know what, like my family came over to Canada in 1907 before shit got all cray cray. But um, so like, I'm not exactly sure which part of Ukraine I would have come from. Probably a Russian-speaking part. Like, you know, more more to the uh, to the east. Sure. Or like <clears throat> east of the Black, uh, Black Sea there. Or whatever it is. Um, but I don't really care that much because it doesn't affect me directly. Right. So it's hard for me to have a strong opinion. I would like to see death and destruction avoided. That's my opinion. Oh, absolutely. For but, sure. And uh, <laughs> I think, I don't think that Vladimir Putin is the devil. I don't right. think that uh, this Zelensky guy is like, you know, fucking Jesus. Well, he's an actor. Yeah, he's an actor. He's a comedian, no less, right? Um, or like he's a comedic actor. And I honestly, I think fucking Putin's the same thing, man. They're both comedians. And like yeah. we're all just kind of being had, and not not that the whole thing is fake. Like there's obviously a lot. It, it's 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 a complicated situation, and people are dying, and there's going to be a lot of problems this winter because of a lack of uh, food production and just like you know upsets due to conflict that are going to affect things far and wide. So. You know, it's hard to say who's exactly in the wrong here. I, I I honestly think there was something the other day, Elon Musk put out a poll on Twitter that was just like, hey, do you think we should have like a, a, a vote and the will of the people would be the thing, you know, democracy, essentially? And if people in the Russian speaking parts of the Ukraine want to be part of Russia shouldn't they just kind of have their referendum and decide where the borders go as right. a will of the people rather than dictums from on high from like governments saying right. like okay we're gonna negotiate this deal for all you little people who don't know what's good for you yeah or, dude 
Like, like you know, the government is supposed to be in service of the people. Well, it depends where you are, right? I'm well, sure yeah. That, I don't think that's the deal in Russia. No. Uh, and I'm starting to think that it's not the deal here in Canada. Mm, it's supposed to be, but... It's supposed to be. But you got this fucking Justin Trudeau guy who's and, like, you yeah. can't do this, you can't do that. And, and he can't he, seem he, to tell the truth about anything. Like, he can't seem to say a goddamn honest word ever. No. He's always reading a script and he's always, like, talking the same points. And, like, he's he's owned by somebody. Somebody owns that guy. And he can't say what he actually thinks about things. And it's weird because, like, at the beginning, he was all like, ha, 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 I took my family to see Star Wars. Ha, 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 I'm going to give you give you guys some legal weed. And he did deliver on that, which, you know, yay, that's great. Yeah. But, you know, he also but promised now... to uh, deal with, like, indigenous problems and fucked off on that. He also talked about election reform and we're fuck off like you know who's gonna who is ever gonna be like you know oh yeah election reform i'm gonna reform how elections are done after i just won right twice Twice. well the second time was like you know he that was a very calculated and specifically done move well early election too right well yeah he called it at a time when and like he didn't fucking like landslide it or anything. It was a minority government, but he's worked it out enough with Jagmeet that you know they, they can do Jug- their deals. And uh, it, like, isn't it hilarious how like the left has abandoned the working class and he's yeah. just saying all the same shit? And you know, he hates it, like, you know, Jugmeet hates it. Dude, I used to like that guy. And then it's like, he starts putting shit out on Twitter. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? You're obviously getting fucking butt fucked by Trudeau. Right? Uh, they're, they're obviously boyfriend and like husband and husband, right? Uh, it uh, seems uh, like they're tied in. Like, they definitely like, are like, bo- like I, don't, I don't know about. Uh... Your terminology there, but uh, I would say <laughs> I would say that, like you know, I, I I thought Sophie was a thing, and like you know, Trudeau already had a wife. But actually, that that's my favorite conspiracy theory is is looking at pictures of Trudeau next to Castro. Castro, just like, that, that, that that's hilarious because it's one of those things that it's like you show it to anybody, even like you know, silly apps and stuff, and it's just like, all right, you know. Maybe like like because even if so, he was still raised where he was raised. It's not like he's a fucking Manchurian candidate or something. But wouldn't that be funny to you know just you know when he dies, somebody's just like you know what we're just gonna run some tests like a <laughs> communist gonna... dictator, yeah, another communist, uh, like a communist or like Pierre Trudeau's wife. What was her name? Uh, 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 Margaret. Margaret Trudeau. Maybe let's go with Maggie. Yeah, let's go with Maggie. Yeah, I know it's an M name. You see pictures of her with Castro. 
Yeah, and you know she banged the Rolling Stones at uh, the Oma Combo in 1972. Of course. These are, these are all legendary stories, and it was like, the 70s, you... and that was just the style at the time. How like, could you an not... onion on your belt. How could you not think that she fucked Castro? You know, he's laying on the bed. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, he's laying on the bed. She's riding him, and he, he gets her pregnant. Yeah, you know? even if it's true, though, like, what does it really matter? Well, he still grew up how he grew up. Reality because it's passed on through his fucking genetics, right? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not such a fan of like uh, the idea of genetics determine everything because everybody's got a lot of latent genetics that never get activated by like you know, say you're built to withstand like extremely cold winter winters, but you're born in Hawaii, right? You know, like you're still gonna get but, a tan. Yeah, but I don't know, man. It's like the resemblance is fucking uncanny. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure he very well could be Castro's son, but he's still Pierre Trudeau's son. But he has, look, he looks fucking nothing like Pierre. No. And it's funny. You look at Sasha and like that guy's like a little Pierre Trudeau. And, like, <laughs> you know, then there's... Uh, you know, Justin over here. Great hair, though. How's that? Oh, how's man. that working out? I saw this. I saw this deepfake video of uh, 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 Jordan Peterson talking to to Castro. Okay. To you, but he was like, "What do you think about all your haters?" And it was a deepfake video of uh, Justin Castro saying, "Oh no, no, I don't have any haters. A lot of people love me." Like. Uh, they have uh, signs out there saying, you know, fuck Trudeau, fuck Trudeau. So people want to have sex with me. You know? <laughs> it's so funny, dude. I got to send it to you. Yeah, that does sound like something he would say. Right? Oh, man, I remember. Like, I don't know. Like, like, I, 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 I don't feel bad and I do feel bad for that guy because, like, you know, it's got to be hard to be that guy. It definitely does, and I think he's going to get gray really fast. You'd think he would have by now, but right? Been, because, like you know, he he got it. Like he was in his forties, I think, when he got in, and he's got to dye his hair. That's it. Like, yeah, but you know. at the same time, because you see look, his beard, right? Yeah. So, do you think he's in bed with Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum? Oh, that guy. <laughs> oh man. The um, doctor, the doctor evil of planet Earth right now. Yeah, he definitely uh, had like you know, you see him in rooms together. You, you've seen him smiling and like. He, well, he's he, one of he pushes Klaus all the same things. He's one of Klaus Schwab's quote unquote young great leaders, right? Yeah. And so that ties in to the globalist agenda, right? To get everybody on board with this one world government right which is the new world order which is what all the conspiracy theorists are talking about eat the bugs eat the easy bugs you will owe nothing and be happy yeah well i don't right? know honestly already, that model, already, dude, that's Brad, not a brand new model dude you ever been to no. easy home yeah we we already own nothing if you own a house if you bought a house mm -hmm. and you have a mortgage yeah you don't own it no you still don't know who owns it. Exactly. So, so you we are in control of an asset. 
if you own I think, I think they're trying to show us that we already don't own anything, but we're still we can still it's, be it's, renting and owning a home are still different because like you know the sure. the thing is leverage and control of an asset and I don't know. Like I, I'm but big like, on financial stuff. You never truly own anything, though. Like even your car, man. You know. Well, I mean, if you don't have payments on it. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like they could still repossess it, right? Who can repossess it? If you if you bought it out. Yeah, like you. Nobody can repossess something if you've paid for it. That's true. Yeah, but. Yeah. If you stop paying and you default on a loan, then sure, they can repossess something. The land that you are on with your house, they still own it, right? Well, I think technically in Canada, the Crown owns that land. Yeah, so you will own nothing and still be happy, right? Which is what I'm trying to get at. Like, they, they're promoting this thing where it's like, you will own nothing be happy, and still be happy. I think that's been going on for decades, man. Fair enough. So, I don't know. That, like, it's, it's, it's basically, it's just an erasure of the middle class. And there's just going to be rich people, and there's going to be poor people, and you know, there's going to be less and less and less people who kind of grew up probably in the world you and I did of middle class living. Yep. And people stack up at the bottom and it's fucking bullshit. And, you know, we're all people and I don't know. It's hard to decipher. It, it really is a puzzle for me. You know, it's like, I, I don't know what to think of a lot of things anymore, but I, I try to think about it, you know? Well, like you can think about everything everywhere all the time, but. Like I just try to deal with what's in front of me, and I definitely do not like seeing people suffering right in front of me. Mm -hmm. And living in like Toronto, it um, there's a lot more of that, and it kind of I don't know it numbs you to it. Like you know when I moved to Toronto in what, 2007, and I lived there for about five years. When I moved to Toronto... You're living downtown? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know, like St. Clair West. Uh, so kind of kind of, kind of Forest Hill, sort of a rich area. But I moved around, like, you know, I was uh, in a... Like, that's just where I lived, right? You know, I was in my house when I was there. Or at a grocery store across the street or something. But, like, most of the time I was downtown or at work or whatever. But, like, living in the city... I remember a few times uh, noticing how much living in the city had numbed me to how I used to be before living there. And one of my favorite things that's a memory that pops up on Facebook every now and again is one day I was uh, coming home from work, had about like an hour long bus ride and um, slow walkers, right? I'm walking, uh, get off the bus and I'm walking up the sidewalk and I just like clock slow walkers in front of me because I'm not paying attention to anything. And I look up and I see this old couple who like got to be in their nineties, like out for a walk, holding hands. Right. Isn't that beautiful? And, and like, I stopped, I snapped That's a so picture of this. This is something that so happened like 13 years, 14 years ago. 
and it floored me that I had been living in the city for a couple of years and I was like, you know, just pissed off that day or like having a rough day and like, you know, looked up and saw this, like, you know, I'm like all, and you look up and you see that and you're just like, oh, fuck, man. Like, right. that, that's what you want. Like, that's what people want. Yeah. I don't want to get where I'm going in a hurry. Dude, honestly, whenever I see old people, like an old couple holding hands still, I, it, it, it's a fucking it's, arrow in yeah. my heart, man. Fuck yeah. That's, you know, that's, it's, it sort of sucks that like your best case scenario of um, like, you know, what, what's the, you know, ultimate uh, best relationship or like, you know, happy marriage. Your best case scenario is one of you fucking dies. Yeah. Or maybe both. I don't know. Like Weird Al's parents, they, they died. It was uh, like, I don't know, sometime in the early 2000s, there was like a carbon monoxide leak in the house. And both his parents just like went peacefully in their sleep together. That was Weird Al's parents? Well, I mean, that's what happened to them, yes. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've, oh, I've... I wonder if it's in the new. Um... Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Biopic. Oh yeah, I doubt that will will deal with anything as heavy as that. That's like you know one of them tragedy things, and like that movie is very much like the parody to end all parodies. It looks like right, but I you know not not to brag. I've been a close personal friend of Al since I was like six or seven years old. I've been following that man's career closely for yeah. a long, long time, and motherfucker has never let me down. That is a yeah. solid human. He is a good example. Everybody, I've always loved that. Oh, everybody yeah. should be like Weird Al. Everybody could stand to be a little more like that dude. And if you haven't watched UHF yet, then what the oh. fuck are you doing with your life? Yeah, man. Well, I remember a time when a Michael... Sandwich? I remember a time when Michael Richards was the most hated cast member of that one. Mm-hmm. But then Victoria Jackson. Oh, man. Or the guy who raped Donna on 90210. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hated dude. that guy for a long time. Over dude, that. I remember being in like grades, uh, grade eight, seven or eight. And, you know, everybody loved 90210. Yeah. And I remember this couple. And the one girl that was in the couple, I had a huge crush on her. Everybody had a crush on her. Mm. And her name was Cindy Longrath. And she was Asian and beautiful. And I remember when, this is such a tangent right now, but I remember this kid, uh, Jamie, and him and her hooked up. And I remember everybody fucking talking about how uh, him and Cindy uh, ended up fucking. And it was like, we were like, what, 12 years old at the time in grade eight? Okay. And I just thought, what the fuck? You know? I thought it was so weird uh, being so young and thinking that there's a couple and they had sex. You know, and it got through all the whole entire fucking school. Everybody knew about it. That sounds like 12 and 13 year olds. Yeah, but it's so weird. 
But nowadays, if that happens, what do you think would happen nowadays? Well, I mean, nowadays we have social media, so it's infinitely harder for the, like, say, tween crowd, the young adolescent crowd. Like, I cannot imagine being a teenager today. Dude. It's got to be a fucking nightmare. Absolutely. And, like, I I mean, I've got a kid, and... Well, I mean, like he's he's a fucking genius. Not not to like brag or anything, but like he's he's way smarter than I was at his age. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I definitely recommend having kids. Kids are the best. They're uh, they're they're a weird new lens to look at the world through. Sure. And they show you things that uh, are incredibly annoying. like this fucking preston guy on youtube oh my god preston oh he's i don't know he's okay i guess and like oh god all these youtube guys all all this kid does is watch youtube but i'm okay with it because i like youtube and i pay for youtube premium and i'm never going back to fucking ads yeah it's hard for me to do that. I don't I don't really look at YouTube a lot, but I'm a Spotify guy because I okay. love my music, right? See, and it's funny because I don't pay for Spotify because I pay for YouTube Premium, which comes with YouTube Music, mm-hmm. which is basically Spotify. So the only okay. thing I use Spotify for is podcasts. So you'll keep sending me links for stuff on Spotify, and I'm like, I don't even have a Spotify membership. I'm gonna, oh, look this shit. Up. I'm gonna look this up over on YouTube and guess what? It's there too. Really? Am I up on there? I don't know. Uh I don't I, I don't I don't look I don't listen to podcasts on YouTube. Oh yeah, oh like I'm just opening my YouTube now, and apparently Michael Wickoff, Wyckoff, W-Y-C-K-O-F-F. But Michael Wickoff, you would love it. Um, my kid got this VR game called Bone Lab, which is supposedly like the greatest VR game to ever come along. Sounds and like a porn it, thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because the, uh, the, the original soundtrack, which is 50 straight tracks, is called Lab Jams, but Bone Jams sounds like a sex thing for sure. But yeah. uh, no, like, bone, bone Lab is a new thing, um, but it's sort of a, there was a precursor called Bone Works, which it's heavily physics based. It's got this engine called the Marrow Engine, which is like the most intense physics engine that's come along for VR type stuff. And, like, you can have your avatar, like, be whatever height you want, whatever weight you want. You can have, like, all, like adjust arm length and stuff to, like, have it completely customizable. Um, it's, like, this huge sandbox game. He's My kid's really into VR. We, we've got one of them Quest 2 guys. And, do, you think, do you think this is a healthy thing for kids? Um, I definitely think it is an interesting thing. I don't know about uh, healthy, but I think that um, it is the future. And also it's mostly for me because I played uh, Resident Evil 4 in VR and it was the greatest thing ever. 
Oh my god, I gotta do that. Yeah. 45 bucks. <laughs> 45 bucks that they could take because well, no, 45 bucks, which is actually extremely expensive for VR games because most of the shit my kid is playing is like free stuff that people like Gorilla Tag is this stupid game that all you do is like move around with your arms and climb trees and buildings and play tag with people on the internet. And sometimes he'll get into a room where people are all like, you know, oh, fuck your mom. And you're right. like, all right, get out of there. So you got to kind of pay attention, right? But um, right, right. Like, he, he's hearing? Uh, I make sure that I can, yes. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, like most of the time, like what you can do with uh, one of these Quest 2s is like cast it to a TV. So you can just see what he's Right, seeing. right. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's pretty cool because you know I might as well be watching YouTube or whatever because it's just my kid playing VR games. Yeah, and you know there's like Bubble Bobble or not Bubble Bobble, oh, uh, but like oh, uh, you know um, Bubble Bobble, Bust a Move there. or whatever kind of thing. Like, but it's like a 3D VR Bust a Move with like puzzles cool. you can spin around and stuff. Um, and you know horrifying experiences and horror games. You know Resident Evil and uh, you know, the uh, worst like thing about kid. The worst thing about about VR in my experience hmm. was that when I had my VR headset on, I couldn't I couldn't get my fucking I couldn't uh, reach for my beer. Yes, <laughs> they solved that problem. I know the back the back the the, the camera where you could like look the out. Right? Lines. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like I don't want to hit a button to get there. I want you don't to have to. You just tap the side of the headset twice. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then it goes into pass-through mode, and then you can see, like, actually stuff. Or you can have it uh, set up where, um, like, anything that's in your environment, you will sort of get, like, a, like lines and an outline of. So, like, if you're looking for your beer, you will be able to see the outline of the table and your beer and stuff. Yeah, but at the it's same time, annoying. when you do that, it's it, you can't really like it's not real time, so you can't really oh, have to slow no. slow reach for your mirror. No. Very very good. Really incredibly accurate, and like it's also like while you're playing the game, so you can have like the outline of the real world sort of overlaid over the game. It's incredibly distracting if you have that feature on. Will it like, pause your game? Want. Will it pause your game if you double tap the headset? Yeah, I think so. Or you, you can hit the pause button or whatever. Fuck. The the, the well, VR experience that I had was on my Samsung phone where I put the phone into the headset. and then... Not the same thing at all, man. Yeah. Not the same thing. No, you got to get your Quest 2. Or, yeah. I don't know. I think there's actually uh, there's supposed to be a new one dropping sometime this month. But then, like, my buddy showed me the Oculus Quest because he came over and he's like, dude, you're fucking sweating too much. <laughs> oh, you're fogging up the lenses? Yeah. But he showed me a, a, a mountain climbing game where it's like climbing. Okay, the, the climb. Yeah. I, I have that. Cool. I have the climb. Have to, like, I have the climb, too. You got to powder your hands and shit. Yep. yep. And then climb. Yeah, it's fucking cool, man. No, there's all kinds of things and apparently there was recently a stand-up comedy special 
that was like released as like you can be an audience member in VR. I didn't actually watch it. I haven't seen it yet, uh, but I think it's what the hell is that? It's not horizons or uh, atmospheres or something, but they had a VR stand-up comedy special and I was like, ooh, I'm into that. Yeah, for so sure. Just, like put on a headset and you're like or at the concert. comedy club. Concerts too, man, in VR. Yeah, no, there's concerts you can watch. And then uh, I, I actually enjoyed watching on my Samsung Gear VR um, just Netflix. I was lying down on my back and watching mm-hmm. a movie with my head up. Um, that's one thing I found that <clears throat> Quest sucks at is Netflix in particular seems to be like very low quality. Yeah, no way to up it, but like you know, you're sitting like in a theater or whatever, like in a recliner. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It is kind of neat. Um, actually, yeah, I just I just like the fact that I could be like laying on my back yeah. and looking up while watching a movie. Totally, it's cool. Mm-hmm. No, and there's um, well, like Minecraft in particular in VR is a weird experience because you can play it both as if you're sitting on a couch playing it and then you go into like okay immersive mode and you like you go into the tv and then you're in minecraft world holy shit fucking crazy dude and here i am still sitting on my uh 38 inch no 40 48 inch uh non 4k tv on a ps4 oh yeah you know that's my world that's another thing about technology. It's like it people are like, need to get that much better. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, I'm still happy with my dude, my just, TV and my PS4. Yeah. Fuck, I don't need like when I was like when I was a, a younger gamer playing like NES, and then I found Sega Genesis, and then I found Super Nintendo, and then Nintendo sixty four, and then PS one. It was like it was great, and I I felt the need to to stay up to date. But now I don't really feel that that desire to stay up to date with technology. Yeah, well, I'm like looking over at my TV, and I see in front of me an N64, a PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, a Wii U, a Switch, PS2, and a giant PC game rig. So yeah, like that, I'm good. I don't really need a PS5 because you can't find one anyway. I miss my Wii U, and I also miss uh, before my storage unit got broken into after I broke up with my ex. I had a Retron 5 and a bunch of fucking games and Genesis games and Super Nintendo games, and it all got stolen. Oh, sucks, man. Dude, it broke my fucking heart, man. Well, I mean, it's it's just stuff. You can get ROMs. Exactly. You're like, right. You know, it's if just you want to play those games, you can do that. Yeah. But I'm also looking over there at my complete inbox copy of Chrono Trigger. Boner. Is, you know, <laughs> that, that, that's that's definitely one of them prized possessions that I'm just like. <laughs> I spent a hundred and twenty bucks on that when, when I was first came out sixteen or something. Yeah. So I'm here's like a funny story. Then. I'm at work, and the park in the parking lot, and I see a fucking a blue car. I don't remember what kind of car it was, 
but the license plate spelled out Chrono Trigger. Nice. So traffic was stalled. So I knocked on her window and I said, roll the window down. <laughs> and I, she's like, what's up? I'm like, I love your fucking license plate. She's like, oh, my husband, that's his favorite game. I'm like, tell your husband he's great fucking taste. <laughs> I actually have a Chrono Trigger decal on like the back window of my car. That's awesome. I still remember when that game came first came out and I rented it mm-hmm. and I played it non fucking stop. And I had a, a, a few people over, uh, a couple girls and a guy, a couple guys, whatever. And I'm like, do your fucking thing. I'm playing this fucking game. Mm-hmm. I was while, while I was in high school. Oh, yeah. And they sat and watched me play it. And they were like, oh, this game's awesome. Keep hitting A. Just Dude, attack, attack, attack. So good, man. Fuck. I love that game. The music. Ah, oh. it's the best. Ah, uh, I can't. Like, I just can't. Like, it, it's the emotions overwhelm me. You know, it's it's wild. Yeah. Actually, right. can, we hit, can we hit pause for a minute? Uh, no, but I was just gonna wrap it up. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's perfect. Because I'm like, I gotta go take a piss. Yeah. So, plug what you want to plug. I'll put it in the show notes. And then tell the cartel where they can find you, all that shit. Oh, man. I am too many things and too many places, but uh, you can find music I make at uh, the final phone booth, phone booth with an F, uh, you know, on Spotify. I haven't released anything much this year, but I have something coming, hopefully by year's end or early next year. Um, uh, You can check me out on YouTube at Brad Tries Stuff. Um, I have a whole series on a game you should check out. Um, what the hell is it? Pixel, Pixel Ripped 1995. It's like this weird VR 8-bit shooter experience. You'd love. I've it. heard. I've heard of it. Yeah, no, it's a fun game. I have an entire playthrough on my YouTube that I also haven't put anything out on in a while. Um, and yeah, TikTok, TikTok. Oh yeah, what the hell? Is uh, it? Your TikTok it's- videos are fucking fun as hell. I love them. I don't even know where you'd find me on TikTok. I think my name is just Brad on there. <laughs> I'll find it and put it in the show notes, so don't worry. Oh, yeah, nice. But, yeah. yeah. Cool, man. This has been a fucking awesome reconnection, and uh, thank you for your time, brother. Yeah, likewise. No, it's been fun. Yeah, man. Um, I'll, I'll hit you up uh, in the messages after this to ask you how you want to title the episode. Cool. Because I always like to have my guests have a say in the matter because it's going out there and you're a part of it and you're a part of the world. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, Brad. And uh, go piss. And I love you, man. Have a good one. <laughs> love you, dude. <laughs> Later. All right. Oh, well, uh... Thank you so f- <clears throat> Nigel, what the fuck was that, dude? You can't do that shit. Well, uh, maybe I did it anyway, you know, so, uh, get it in you, cartel. Nigel, that's so gross, dude. Yeah, well, you know what's even grosser than that? Baby, you know what's grosser than that? What? You, uh, 
letting me uh, sleep on the back of a fucking flatbed all night outside and letting me fucking sniff my nuts all day. That's what's gross. Natural, you know, that's, that's, that's your natural habitat, so you know, don't blame me for that. Okay, Davey, well, I know you don't have a lot of money, but, uh, you know, you could uh, put me up in your, uh, your, your apartment some night, you know? Well, I guess I, I could arrange that, but uh, you're a goat, dude, and goats don't really inhabit apartments so, so good, so whatever, dude. I think it is what it is, and I think you gotta deal with it. Okay, Davey. Uh, well, anyway, you know, uh, Cartel, uh, we really hope you enjoyed that episode with uh, Mr. Uh, Brad Mesmo tonight. And, uh, you know, you know how it is, Davey. We just love everybody we get on here, but Brad especially because, you know, you and you and Brad go way back, you know. You, you, you got the way back machine and, uh, you know, uh, 20 years, uh, 30 years even, maybe, you know, you probably knew him way before you thought you knew him, you know? But anyway, uh, we are super thankful to get Brad on tonight, and uh, we love you, Brad, and uh, uh, people, you know, if you if you love the show, you know, you can uh, go on the Patreon and uh, look at the links in the show notes and uh, support the show, you know? Uh, drop a five-star review on Spotify or Apple, and uh, you know, if you want to give a review, you know how it goes. You know how it goes, Cartel. Anyway, uh, Davy and I have been drinking, you know, while we were talking to Brad. So, anyway, we're going to go to sleep now. I'm going to go back on the flatbed of the of, of uh, the truck, you know, where Davy puts me, and he, he fucking puts me in a cage, you know, every night, so I don't escape. But uh, I love Davy anyway. So, I love you too, Nigel. Wrap it up. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Nobody wants to fucking listen to you all the time. Let's go. David, David. Okay, okay. Sorry. Anyway, uh, Cartel, uh, we love you very much, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show.